Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. <laughs> wild card weekend, or what, what do they call it, Lewis? Super wild card weekend? Super, super wild card weekend. It wasn't super, Lewis. You know, Duper's not liking that. No, no, super no. Super Duper They does stole not his like moniker. It. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, uh, I'm here with Lewis Rigoni. Hello, And Dolph we're going to talk a little bit about yesterday's wild card game up in Buffalo. Mm, wow. A lot to talk about. I'll tell you what, I enjoyed the game a hell of a lot more than I thought I was, you know, after that first quarter, obviously. I mean, well, I mean, look, we both expected them to get whooped and uh, they did anything but that, you know, they they put up a good fight. Uh, I I was proud of the team at the end of the game. Uh, You know, I, I thought that they gave it their best and that doesn't mean they played their best, but they gave it their best. The effort was there. McDaniel had a had a bit of a brain fart, and we'll talk about that as well. Uh, a so brain I, fart, Mike? There were a few brain farts. Yeah, there were a few. I'm trying to be nice. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was more than a few. Look, if we're being honest, it's been a repetitive thing all season as far as the clock management. We've talked about it before, and, uh, you know, it ultimately cost them. It really did. So, but, yeah. you know... <laughs> You know, they came out and, and, and Buffalo jumped on them a bit. And, you know, to their credit, they came back and uh, actually had the lead at one point. And uh, go ahead, talk about it, Lewis. They came out in the first half, in the first quarter, and they're just going up and down the field. Thompson had the interception early. Uh, that hurt. You know, it was great defensive play by the player. You know, he was kind of hidden. And I wasn't sure, you know, when it initially happened, you know, what exactly happened. But, you know, as Romo, who, who talked quite a bit, and, you know, he was he was on spot at times, Romo. But, oh, God, he was so annoying at times as well. I mean, it was kind of like, you yeah, know. Yeah, I must have heard that 50 times yesterday. He's so annoying. Oh, God. I, I mean, like Romo. I, I like the way he, he uh, adds color, you know. Yeah, um, I mean. I, had- I think he's usually right. Yeah. And I enjoy listening to him. Uh, you know, people tend to get offended when uh, – uh, the color guy talks up the other team. You know, the thing that got me was when in the second half after we came out, uh, I believe we went three and out. We may have gotten one first down. We punted the Buffalo, and um, the Bills were starting their drive, and he made the comment or something to the effect that, all right, I think Josh Allen's had enough of this. He's going to take, take control of this game right now. And, you know, I think he's going to take control of this game right now. And 
you know, two plays later, they sack them and they run the ball in the end zone and they take the lead in the game. I thought that was fantastic. You know, I don't appreciate, you know, I don't like the opinionated stuff, you know, when they're making comments and, and so on and speculations. Just call the game, you know, and, and he did a really good job of that. I mean, he brought up some really good points and then at times he was somewhat off. So anyway, with all that being said, in regard to the interception, I mean, he did a great job, Romo, in that, in that instant, you know, where um, the Thompson just didn't see the defender. There was two defenders, one behind the other, and he saw one trailing uh, the receiver in front. And when he went to throw the ball behind him, you know, the guy just jumped out and made a great play. Um, you know, it was a mistake early. So we got off to a really, really bad start to start the game. We're down 17, nothing. And, um, you know, we battled back. I mean, the defense, you know, had some key turnovers. X-Man made a great play. I mean, God, he, he, he made the best catch. That was a hell of a catch. Yeah, me and you were joking about it yesterday as we were talking. We said that was the best catch of the day. You said mm-hmm. something to the effect that he should be playing wide receiver because, um, you know, that first quarter was just ugly. I mean, my God. Yeah, Waddle had a problem with his hands Waddle and, and Tyreek had, had a drop that would have probably yeah. went for first down. I mean, you know, listen, you know, come playoff time, Mike, you know, if you're going to win football games, you got to be, you got to be in your A game. You know, the fact that, you know, we, we can, we can go through this game and, and just bring up so many instances where there were opportunities and they, and they just failed. And, um, well, you know what though, the Buffalo fans would tell you the same thing. Absolutely. It, it happened on both sides. The fact yep. that we were so shorthanded you know, the offensive line had three guys playing positions that they hadn't played all year. We had a practice squad, uh, practice squad um, guard in, um, you know, that, that was part of that situation. You had, And he played reasonably well. And he played reasonably well. Listen, they held it together. Um, you know, the, the quarterback, I felt, held it together. Where, where we failed were guys that veteran guys like Kosicki and Waddle, you know, Waddle's a second year player. I mean, you know, you can't really call him a veteran, but, you know, number one draft picks, high draft picks, all of these type of guys have to step up in these big games. You know, as you watch that Cincinnati game last night, you saw Jamar Chase just, you know, just destroying Cincinnati. And I mean, uh, Baltimore. And, you know, this is what you need and this is what you have to have Come playoff time, you know, all these, all these veteran guys have to step up. Now, on the defensive side, you know, I felt they did that. On the offensive side, Mike, they did not help this, this kid at quarterback at all yesterday. They just didn't. His numbers would have been better. The points on the scoreboard would have been better. You know, we, we can make all the excuses in the world, but, you know, when the ball's hitting your hands, you know, you got to pull the balls in. It's, it's that simple. And um, listen, we've we've seen third string quarterbacks play a long, long, long time. Yep. And this kid came in the game. It was a, what his second start. Yeah, yeah. And he played reasonably well. He did. Made a couple of mistakes. You expect that. Yep. So I was very happy with the way he played. I mean, I didn't think the game was too big for him. I didn't think the situation was too big for him. And that's saying something when you're talking about a kid who's only had two starts. Absolutely. I mean, you know. The inability to run the football yesterday. I mean, Wilson had 10 carries for 23 yards. He did have a touchdown. But, 
you know, his long run of the day was for six yards. I mean, they could not run the football. I mean, Mozart being out definitely hurt, but the offensive line shuffles, you know, the, the shuffling around across the offensive line didn't help as well. So where, where is it going to come from? You know, it has to come from the receivers making plays. And when they had opportunities to make them, they didn't. I mean, he put the ball. Listen, there was a ball down the middle of the field to Gasicki in the second half where it went right through his hands. I mean, on the replay, they showed it twice. I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it went right through. And that was a big pass right down the middle of the field. It was probably. He wants opportunity. Well, you got to make the most of you your opportunity. You got to make the most. You got to make that catch. I mean, if he makes yeah. that catch, he, he may have ran it all the way in. I don't know. But it was a big play down the middle of the field. And there was not a safety in front of him. I mean, he, if he caught the ball, he was rambling. I mean, he may have been tackled, but it would have made, it would have made for a big play and, you know, more momentum on our side, you know, and then, sure. then the fourth quarter, you know, the last play of the game for us, that was catchable ball. I mean, you know, I saw the replay. I've watched it now four or five times and the defender was there. It looked like Gusecki just tripped over himself. His hands weren't, where they should have been, the ball hit him right in the face mask. It bounced off his head. I mean, you know, the good tight ends in the league, Mike, the Kelseys, the Mark Andrews, you know, the Hawkinsons, all these guys, they make that play at the end of the game. And, you know, this is the reason why Gasicki doesn't get as many opportunities because they're probably watching a lot of this in practice. And, you know, it's unfortunate that it came down to that because it really shouldn't have. You know, he didn't get a lot of help from his receivers. He didn't get a lot of help from his coaching staff. I felt that, you know, they were all over the place. I mean, we used every single friggin' timeout we had in both halves on on preventing delay of game penalties. I mean, you know, it, to me, that's coaching. You know, that... that, that f- well, to, to anybody that's coaching. <laughs> that, fourth down and one. You know, you've got a rookie quarterback in. You got to be conscious of that, right? You know, you got to you got to understand that the plays have to get in. You know, he's looking at his wristband. He's calling the plays. They have to get in there quicker. And it, it was just a problem all day long. And in the end, it was never corrected at halftime. It was never corrected after the third quarter. It was never corrected at any point. And in the end, it bit us in the ass. I mean, it became a situation where we didn't have any timeouts left because of this issue happening over and over again. We had a fourth in inches. And if we convert there, you know, we're, we're getting damn close to field goal range at that point. And you got plenty of time on the board to tie that game up. And God knows what happens after that. You know, I mean, yep. it, it was just frustrating for them to end the game the way they did. All these things came out about the, the referee telling him, well, you know, it, you, you had a first down there. And that, to me, that's horseshit because you have first down markers that tell you different. You had extra time because there was a Bills, a defensive player that went down. So they reset the clock. So you had even more time. And he, over, he overthinks, Lewis. All he had to do in all of that time, just get the play in, get the play in, get them to the line of scrimmage. I mean, Mike, listen, even when they stepped up to the line of scrimmage and it was fourth and inches, and I see him in shotgun five yards off the ball, 
and Wilson's a couple yards behind him. I'm like, as I'm watching this, even as the clock's ticking down, I'm like, number one, they're not getting this playoff. And number two, they better not be running it. They better be just throwing a quick out to Waddle or whoever was wide out right because they're not getting this. There's no way when you're seven yards behind the line of scrimmage and fourth and short that they're getting this first down. So I don't know what the thought process was, and we're never going to know that, but it's inexcusable. You know, as I watched all these other playoff games, Mike, the Giants and the Vikings, I mean, my goodness. I mean, everybody was spot on. You know, it's playoff time. You have to be prepared. And on the offensive side, they were not. They consistently, and you can say rookie quarterback, this and that, and all this other crap, but, you know, they had a whole week to prepare for this. You know, Thompson's been our starter now for two weeks. There's just really not an excuse for it. Um, no, it's, it's to me, that's rookie coach, not rookie quarterback. You know, yeah. <laughs> the coach is the one calling the shots, not, not, the, not the quarterback. Right. So, but he's, you know, he, what is the quarterback to do? He's got to wait on the coach to call in the play. And that seemed to be the difficulty yesterday, you know, just getting the plays in on time and getting everybody set and actually having enough time on the clock when he got the play to do it. Exactly. Urgency. I mean, urgency, urgency, urgency. I mean, you know, the clock's ticking down. I mean, come on. I mean, you got to be kidding me. And I'd be I'd be more inclined to believe McDaniel's you know reasoning if uh, you know it was the first time we saw it. But this is something that's been going on for weeks. Yeah, it's not, it's not a first time. And, thing. and it happened the whole game, Mike. I mean, I yep. had I have never in a football game seen that happen so consistently over four quarters. I mean, they were getting plays off left and right barely you know, over and over and over again. And I mean, you know, I mean. It's frustrating, very frustrating as a fan, you know, to watch that go on because uh, you know it can be done better. You've seen it, you know. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, listen. For years we've we've seen it. And, uh, you know, that's just something that he's got to fix. And and he's got nobody to blame but himself, you know. He can talk about the refs. He can talk about, you know, people talking in his head or whatever he's talking about. But, uh you know, it's his responsibility at the end of the day to make sure everything runs smoothly, and it wasn't. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's really, really frustrating because that last drive, you know, we, we had had the ball for about two minutes, and, you know, we had, we had it for seven plays, two minutes, and we, we had, you know, we, we had 30 yards on that drive, so they were getting first downs. And I felt that they, you know, that I'm like, wow, they're going to wind up, they're, they're going to go in, they're going to wind up tying this game if Sanders can get the ball through the uprights. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you were feeling positive at that point. And, you know, to just be in a, a four, you know, it was third and two, we had a third and two, Mike, and we didn't get it there. And then we had a situation where it was just fourth and inches. And, you know, we just screwed it up there at the end. To me, you know, you, you just can't, it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You can't. Well, you said it before. The first thing that has to happen, is he's got to ask for a measurement. Oh, 110%. I mean, that, that would have, you know, but again. That would have given him a moment to think and, and right. do whatever he needed to do to get set. Exactly. But. Then again, Mike, if he's being told that it's a first down, you know, he's not thinking on those terms. You know, he's, right. he's not thinking, well, what, what, you know, if they've already told him, the referee over there, that it was a first down, he's not thinking on measurements because he's assuming that, you know, they're running a first down play. But 
even with that being said, their first day, I mean, it, it, none of it measures up, Mike, because when they wound up snapping the ball, they were handing the ball off to Jeff Wilson because that's what they did, and they blew the whistle. You're, yep. you're not running the football in that situation. So I'm, I'm not quite, at that point, they knew that you know it was fourth and, and inches, and the play call was not going to work anyway. It was just, it, it was just a cluster. You know what I, I was going to say, and I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to. Um, but it was a cluster, plain and simple. It was a shit show. I'll bring it down a notch. At the end there, total <laughs> miscommunication. You had even more time on the clock because of the Bill, in, Bill uh, defensive player's injury, like I said. Should not happen in playoff football. I mean, as a coach, you have to be prepared for these situations. That's your job. You know, he's been a play caller for years. I mean, he's got to understand, you know. Oh, I don't know that he has. I, I, yeah. He was a run game coordinator. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if he was actually calling the plays. But I, I don't know. But he's on. He's been calling them all season. Let's put it that way. Yes. And, uh, look, you know, okay, we, we, we set our piece as far as that's concerned. And, and, you know, he deserves some credit as well. He had the team prepared coming into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they played with uh, tenacity and, and urgency to a point. Well, that was on the uh, defensive side, Mike. Well, yeah, I was getting to that. Go ahead. Yeah, I think but, it's a whole different element of your football team, you know? I mean, I know he's the, the main guy, but go ahead, finish your thought. Well, like you said, that the defense was, uh, you know, they gave up some points, they, but they, they battled, and uh, they had Josh Allen in a bad place. And anytime you can do that, that's a good thing. They they were rattling him. He you know <laughs> he was turning the ball over. He would he would, just wasn't himself. And uh, so you got to give them all credit for that. The head coach, the defensive coordinator, whatever. Um, on the offensive side, they responded from being seventeen points down. So you got to give them some credit for that as well. Um, you know, late game problems with the clock, definitely. Uh, and, and really, you can say the entire game because, as you said, he really you know wasted six timeouts or however many it exactly was. Maybe it was five, not six. I don't know. But uh, they wasted an awful lot of timeouts just because he wasn't prepared. So you know, this is something he's got to work on in the off season and uh, have a better plan for next season because, as we've said, it's been a constant problem. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I'm looking at it you know, slightly differently. I think that okay. uh, Boyer, you know, had his portion of the team very well prepared. They were all in place. You know, they, they did give up some plays. Josh Allen's Josh Allen. I mean, you're not going to completely stop him at any point. You know, the, the defensive plays, you know, the defensive play call with Eric Rowe blitzing and creating the turnover. X-Man right. had great coverage. I mean, he looked like the wide receiver. He, he had the guy covered like a blanket down the field. The hit on Beasley, I believe it was, where it popped up in the air and Holland intercepted was another great right. defensive play. Yep. It's called being in position and making great play calls and turning the game and around. blitzing, knocking the ball Absolutely. loose, and Steelers picking it up and scoring. Seven sacks. The whole kip and caboodle. But when you look at the offensive side, Mike, you look at the amount of points that we scored, okay? We had a defensive touchdown. We had two interceptions that eventually 
uh, became two field goals, right, instead of mm-hmm. touchdowns. We had a punt return that eventually became a field goal. So the defense yesterday, out of all these points that we scored, you know, we were responsible for the majority of them. I mean, the offense failed us. They weren't, they, they didn't seem prepared. They didn't seem sharp at all. Even the receivers with all the drop balls and so on and so forth, they just did a really, really bad job yesterday. I mean, they, they just did not help this, this rookie quarterback in any way, shape, or form. You know, I felt that, I mean, Mike, think about this for a minute. If, if the defense doesn't play the way they played yesterday, I mean, this game would have been incredibly ugly. Um, they, well, they kept us in it, you know, over and we, over again. We expected incredibly ugly, you know. I did not expect the offense to play as poorly as they did. I really didn't. I felt that, you know, that they were not I, – I, I, just, I, I just can't explain it. They had opportunities down the field and, and didn't convert on, on any of them. You know, Waddle had had just a really, really bad football game yesterday. He had opportunities. I mean, some of the plays that the Bill defensive backs made were, you know, that they broke plays up, but I've seen receivers make those catches. It's a 50-50 ball. That's what they call them. And, um, you know, me and you talked about it yesterday, and, and we both made the comment to where if that's Parker on some of those passes, he's coming down with those balls. You know, they're not getting right. broken up. and. Um, you know, Waddle's got to work on some things, you know, catching the ball against his body and jumping up for everything when it's not necessary. Uh, you know, just run under the ball. You don't have to dive up in the air to catch everything, and you don't have to try to catch it against your body. Listen, I'm not – this guy's a, a Pro Bowl-type wide receiver, and you can't really knock him, but he's done it quite a bit this year. You know, he may got, have been thinking he needed to be at the highest point yeah. because he didn't quite know where the defender was. Right, Mike, whatever his thought process was doesn't make a difference. In the end, you have to make the plays. That's it. Or yep. else you lose football games. It, you know, they're game changers. I mean, you catch a ball 40, 50 yards down the field and, and you, or you score a touchdown on, on that type of play, it's a game changer. You know, and in the end, when you lose by only three points, you go back over the course of a football game and say, my God, the guys that we depend on, you know, the guys that are number one draft picks, the guys that are the veterans, are the guys that have to step up and make plays. And on one side of the football, the guys did do it. You know, Phillips played exceptional yesterday. Um, you know, even Chubb and uh, Ingram got involved, the veterans. You know, Holland, the young guy, made the big interception. X-Man, another veteran. Big interception, Rowe, another veteran, big sack, Siler, the touchdown. It happened over and over again on one side of the football. But when you look on the offensive side, who did anything? Really nobody. There was nobody. Gasicki, Tyreek, Waddle, they had opportunities. Tyreek had 14 targets, seven catches. I'm sorry? Tyreek had 14 targets, seven catches. Yeah, I have 15 on my sheet here, but um, you know that's it, it, that's neither here nor there. You're absolutely right. I mean, you know that's you know that may have something to do with you know with the Bills, you know, having a lot of guys around them with the sure. rookie quarterback. But it, sure. but it, you know he, I think he only had one drop, Mike. To be fair to him, but you know. If, if he's getting covered that well, that means he's not getting open either. I mean, I don't remember every pass that was thrown to him, but, you know. He ended up with a decent receiving grade of 74-3. Right. 
Right, which isn't bad. I mean, Gasicki right. had six targets and had two receptions for 15 yards, including the touchdown, which he was wide open yeah. on. I don't know what Buffalo was thinking. They're probably thinking they're not going to throw to this guy. They never do. <laughs> uh-huh. and, well, in the red zone, they do. And he broke, yeah, he broke wide open. And, um, you know, that, w- that was nice to see on that play. And then the two point conversion, the hill was a great throw, yes. you know, in between. Yes. I mean, you know, Mike, you know, we've talked about the clock management and everything, but, you know, the play calling, you know, let's, you know, then let, let's, let's even throw more wood on the fire. The play calling at times, to me, you know, it, it just, oh my goodness. The, the biggest play of the game, I felt, was the interception. I mean, we're deep in Buffalo territory, right? In our own territory, I should say. And we lose two yards on first down, so it's second and 12. We, we get sacked on second and 12, seven-yard loss. It's third and 19. And you run, how many teams, how many times do you see this, Mike, where even with veteran quarterbacks, you see a draw play or you see a screen in the flat or you see a wide receiver bubble screen, something safe that can get you maybe five to 10 yards and give you a little better exactly. field position yep. to punt the football away. And, you know, move Buffalo back a little bit. No, what do they do? They line up. I don't even think they had a a running back in the backfield. They had, I think, four wide. And they have what looked to me like everybody doing deep patterns down the field. Because he threw the ball to the left sideline. And Tyreek was running towards the middle of the field. And I saw somebody else running a deep pattern uh, towards the other slot on the right side of the field. It's not the play call there. You have the lead. Your defense has stopped Buffalo three straight possessions, including a defensive touchdown. They've got them somewhat figured out, and they've got them rattled a little bit. And what do they do? They, you know, the, he throws the interception, and it's a game changer. You don't put the kid in that position. I know he threw the football. I know he took responsibility for it, but the play call should have been a lot more conservative. You punt the football, let Buffalo work down the field, and you take your chances that way. I mean, a third and 19, Mike, I mean, third and 11, you know, something to that effect, third and almost 20 yards. I mean, come on. I mean, it, it, no, it just. I, you know, it's, it's hard to argue with you, Lewis, yeah. because we saw the result. <laughs> We'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message, and we'll be right back. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. I'll be looking at the uh, Cincinnati-Buffalo game. I really think I favor Cincinnati, but uh, uh, we'll see about that. But that's definitely a game that I'll be looking at. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round to get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. 3rd and 19 is, is, is a lot of yardage. And it wasn't, Mike, it's not, it's not a do-or-die situation. I mean, if it's the fourth quarter... 
and you're down by 10 points and there's four minutes left on the clock, I get it. You have to, you have to do something. It's desperate. Coaching today is different from coaching yesterday. And uh, I don't know when it changed exactly, but these coaches do some things that they never would have done years ago. It's, it's, you're right. It's, but it, you know, in those, it, what I was saying is if it's des- desperation time, it's one thing. There was nothing that needed to be done at that point in the game to where you had to complete that pass. And I mean, what are the percentage, percentages of that actually? being converted on third and 19. I can guarantee it's got to be less than 20%. Got to be less, if not more. Then factor in you got a rookie quarterback and offensive line that's all, right, all exactly. you know, screwed up. I mean, mm-hmm. what are the chances of that being converted? I mean, it to me it was a game changer. Um, you know, it set Buffalo up. They had a short field. They drove 33 yards and took momentum and and What was Romo's comments after that play? Do you remember? Absolutely. He said something to the effect that I just said. He said, you know, you a veteran quarterback, maybe you maybe you take a chance. Maybe you do it. Maybe you do it, but you you know, you gotta question that play call and putting this this kid in that position. And he was absolutely right. He was spot on. Because me and you were talking on the phone at the time and we said the same exact thing. It's like, come on, you know. You don't put him in that position, and, and McDaniel is. There's time to be aggressive, and that wasn't the time. That was so. not the time, by no means. There was no desperation involved. You had a lead. Make Buffalo work down the field to retake the lead. Don't give them the ball at their own thirty yard line, where they got to drive thirty yards and get. You know, it, it was just you know, it was a game. If change. you have confidence in your ability to run that offense, mm-hmm. you don't make that play. No. Definitely. You kick it you kick it back to Buffalo. Yeah. You let them take the ball wherever they take it. And then you put your offense back on the field. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and- because you're confident in your offense. And if you're confident in your offense and you know you're going to be able to handle that situation. Well, the defense. Regardless right. of what Buffalo does. Your confidence in your you're confident in your defense. I mean, you know, Mike the- and you're also confident in your ability to get your offense down the field. Right. The the thing is this, is that you have to take the game as it comes to you, right? I mean, you know, there are coaches in the NFL that as the game is unfolding, you have a feel for it, right? We had a feel for it. I had a feel for it as a fan. And you felt the momentum really changing because the Buffalo crowd was really starting to get, you could see that, I mean, Sure. You know, everything was starting to get quiet because they came out in the second half and they go three possessions and they get nothing. So, you know, if I'm the head coach and I'm watching this and I'm in a third and 19 and I'm like, man, our defense is playing really good football right now. Let's just get a couple yards and then punt the football and, and put it in our defense's hands again, because obviously. They were the much stronger unit yesterday, and this is into the third quarter after Buffalo had three possessions. I mean, we're almost into the fourth quarter at this point. You know, you got to have a feel for it, and you got to you got to think on those terms. You can't. You know, Thompson Thompson can run, so why don't you call a quarterback draw? draw any Mike, anything. And I, right, exactly. you'll get your four or five or six yards and uh, move on. Absolutely, you could see Buffalo had like seven guys in coverage. Right. 
Mike, they could have did a million different things other than what they did. Um, and there were other circumstances, too, where, you know, I felt that they didn't help them a lot. I know they weren't running the football well, but some more jet sweeps, some more, like, you know, just get a little diverse. I mean, the kid dropped back 45 times yesterday. Way too much. Way too much. I mean, 45 times. I mean, that, that, he, he threw the ball more than Josh Allen did yesterday. Josh Allen had 39 attempts. Thompson had 45. I mean, do a lot of jet sweeps. You know, you've got two of the fastest wide receivers in the league. And Mike, I'll tell you, you know, they, they can bust one of those, you know? I mean, put a med in the slot and, you know, and, and have Wilson in the backfield, much like they did last week with Mozart and Wilson. You know, they had Mozart come around and that was somewhat successful. I felt that they didn't help him enough. They did a lot of what they normally do, a lot of straight backdrops. They didn't have really any design runs for Thompson, which I felt could have been a positive. No, I agree with you. you know, I absolutely agree with you. You know, you, you have to call it your plays depending on the talent that you have on the field, and he's not Tua. No, he's not. I mean, listen, Ahmed is more than capable of catching the football out of the backfield. I mean, listen, they, they targeted him five times yesterday. He had three catches, 45 yards. I mean, what's so wrong with just dumping the ball in the flat to him? Your running game's not there. It's an extended handoff. They should have been doing that over and over again. You know, Buffalo's concerned about our wideouts, especially with the fact that they were open and they had opportunities to make plays down the field. So you know the safeties are going to be back there. They're not going to have Tyreek or Waddle man-to-man. They did Waddle, I think, a couple times, and, and he really should have burnt them and didn't. But, you know, they, they have to respect that. So what do you do? You know, throw more balls in the flat. You know, get, make them easy passes for, for Thompson. And, and they just didn't do enough of that yesterday. So I agree with you, because if you do that, then they, they've got to bring that safety up, or they've got to bring a linebacker up, and uh, it makes it easier for the receivers down the field. Right, exactly. I mean, Smite, you know, when it looks like a running play, dump the ball in the flat to him. I mean, they didn't do enough of that. To me, it looked like a lot of five, seven, seven seven-step dropbacks for the quarterback, staying in the pocket, not getting them left or right, and just looking down the field and trying to, you know, find guys that were open. You got to simplify the game for a rookie. You know, you don't want him trying to read these defenses. You know, you roll them out, you dump the ball, you play action, you know, you roll them out, you hit the tight end in the flat, or you dump the ball. You know, you have your, your three receivers set, you send them all on fly patterns and then dump the ball in the flat to the running back. These type of plays needed to be incorporated into this game plan yesterday on the offensive side. And to me, it just looked like a lot of the same, you know, same things that we run week in and week out. And, um, you know, if you don't have two in there and you don't have a veteran like Bridgewater, you have to make adjustments. And I just didn't see enough of it yesterday. And, um, you know, the, the players, as I mentioned, didn't help them. And I felt the coaching staff kind of didn't help them as well. And, um, we're being really negative here, Mike, but, you know, I will say this, you know, they, they played an exceptional football game in a lot of ways, you know, on the defensive side, the special teams, I felt 
were were just fantastic yesterday, much more than they normally Better are. than in recent weeks, yes. Absolutely. The punt return by Wilson was fantastic. I mean, Sanders just, again, just knocking them through, you know, and they, yep. those were all big field goals because, boy, we need, if we miss a field goal, one or two there, you know, it's like all the momentum goes the other way. I mean, we kept having to settle for field goals early, but, you know, to his credit, you know, he hasn't, he's missed one field goal over his last like 17 or 18 now. So uh, that was a positive, you know. Yeah, he ended, he ended the season strongly. He did. The coverage, you know, on a guy, I mean, we saw what Buffalo did last week against New England on returns. You know, they had two for touchdowns. I felt that yep. they did a pretty solid job. That kid's pretty quick. Oh, Hines, <laughs> that, Hines that is return, great. He's fast. Yeah, he's very, very good. Um, you know, they had good coverage on punts and kickoffs, you know, for the most part. Uh, you know, they played a really, really solid, solid football game in a lot of ways. You know, um, when it's all said and done, you know, we, we discussed, you know, what, what, what basically may have cost us this football game and the negatives. But, you know, again, you know, you know a bunch of positives, a bunch of positives came out of it. So a lot of the fans want to get rid of Boyer. What is your stance on that? I'm a firm believer in, you know, the personnel. There's no reason. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And I don't care. Mike, we had the number six defense against the run, right? The secondary gave up yardage, and we understand why. Any, any Dolphin fan out there should understand why we gave up a lot of yardage this year. We, we, we just kept, you know, the depth chart was just way, way down to the point where Igbenogany actually had to be active for a few weeks. And, um, you know, the point of the matter is, is that you had Band-Aids all over the place. You know, Brandon Jones is a very solid football player. Eric Rowe's good, but he's not Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones brings a different element. You know, blitzing the quarterback, you know, hitting. He's a bigger, stronger kid. Um, you know, the, the cornerback situation, need him early in the season with him and X-Man. You know, they were doing a fantastic job, the two of them. I mean, when Needham went down, it was a big loss. You know, Boyer did an outstanding job. Ogba being out definitely hurts. I mean, the guy was our best pass rusher over the last two years. I mean, people forget about him. You know, he was playing injured this year. You know, there was a lot of Band-Aids on this football field. Yeah, Howard playing injured for at least the first half of the season. Howard missed a game. So you look at the numbers, Mike, and you know, you, you got to understand that all the players were not there. And the bottom line, and think about this for a second too, Mike. I mean, you went out and you got, you, you went out and you acquired Chubb and Chubb really didn't contribute an awful lot. I know he had a sack yesterday, but he's been hurt and he didn't bring a lot to the table. Okay. Um, Ingram's been non-existent, you know, for the second half of the season. I know he had a sack yesterday as well, but for the most part through the losing, you know, the losing of the, all those games, he wasn't making plays. You know, basically you're relying on a lot of guys to make plays that really shouldn't even be on the field for as much as they are. And that's the way things unfold in the NFL. You know, injuries are part of the game. The guy did an outstanding job as far as I'm concerned. It's, you know, I, I don't know why people are so sour on him. They're, you know, their defense, 
kept them in games week in and week out. They failed on the offensive side over and over again. And, um, you know, you just can't expect a defense against the quarterbacks in the NFL nowadays, the quarterbacks that are playing the game. You can't give the ball back to them over and over again. You know, you have to, you, you have to possess the football on offense, put drives together, and six, seven minutes off the clock, allow your defense to rest a little bit and then go out and get after it. And way too many times, especially in the second half of the season, you know, the offense just did not contribute. Too many three and outs, too many big plays, and, you know, no, no time of possession, Mike, in regard to when we did score touchdowns, they were big hitters. You know, they were home yep. runs. They weren't yep. singles, doubles. They were home runs, and the defense is right back out on the field. Boyer, no reason to get rid of him whatsoever. And tell me who you're going to bring in, who's going to be better, who's going to know our personnel. Uh, you know, you don't, I don't think you screw with it at all. The, 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 the problems are on the offensive side as far as I'm concerned with this football team. Uh, I pretty much agree. Uh, I don't know what he's done that's been so terrible. I mean, yes, they give up some points, but we've already explained why. Mm -hmm. And as you said, any any reasonable fan should understand why. Uh, you know, <laughs> when your cornerbacks are hurt or, or out, you're going to see points being scored because the guys coming in are not as good as the starters. It's just, you know, common sense. Mm -hmm. So... You know, uh, had Igbenogany turned into a better corner, we'd have an answer. And I'm sure that's why they drafted him, you know, to eventually replace Howard or who, whomever. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, he hasn't really developed the way they had hoped. And, uh, you know, therefore you have problems. So, you know, it's, it's may maybe not the coach and maybe more uh, upstairs, you know, but yeah, bottom line is this. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Go ahead. Bottom line is this, you know, he Greer's done some good things. I mean, he he discovered, you know, Kahoo, who's been really, really well. If we did not have him this year, we'd have really been in trouble. Uh, so, you know, there's pros and cons, but, you know, you got to hit on those draft picks. You absolutely have to. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, some Some good, some bad. And, you know, as far as the defense is concerned, I think they were more good than bad. I, I think so. I mean, the the way I look at it, in regard to, you know, our, our draft picks, Mike, um, I, there's always going to be some good mixed in with the bad, but there's too much dead weight, you know, in regard to high draft picks on this roster. You know, we've done a very good job. Needham, you know, look at where, I mean, he wasn't even drafted. He was a free agent right. rookie that we signed. You know, you mentioned Kahoo. You know, you, you have guys like that, which is great. But then, you know, as you go down and you look at the Eichenbergs of the world, right? I mean, another yep. bad Dieter. I mean, how bad can Dieter be? Where is Dieter? Is he hurt? I, I mean, I, I haven't. No, he's your backup center. I, I, I mean, but the, the, the point is, Mike, is that he's played guard in the NFL. How bad is Dieter to where you brought a guy off the practice squad to play guard over him? I yep. mean, how bad is this guy? Well, he's pretty bad. Yeah, he's pretty bad. That's another high draft pick. So you got Eichenberg and Dieter, you know, and you have Austin Jackson, who a, a, a total wash of a season, right? I mean, so yep. you got three offensive linemen that are high draft picks. To, 
to the point where none of these guys are, none of them, in a playoff game, and, and even over the course of this season, did not contribute in any way, shape, or form to the, the wins that we had on the table there. Three high draft picks. Throw in Hunter Long, right? He's another one that was a pretty high draft Who? pick. <laughs> Hunter Long. You got four guys. Now, wouldn't you like to see a guy like Hunter Long on the field making plays on that fourth and sixth situation? To where maybe you have you know a different tight end. Well, you may next year one uh, Gasicki. I don't think you're going to see either one of these guys on the team next year, Mike. I hope we don't because the Hunter Long just you know hasn't done anything either. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. So you've got four guys there. Then you go over to the defensive side, and you see guys like Igbenogany, a a number one draft pick. Mike, do you know that Diggs, you know the Dallas corner, was drafted after Igbenogany that year? I mean, what the frig? Was Greer thinking? Could you imagine this team with Diggs at cornerback? I think they were enthralled with his athleticism as opposed to I his ability. I don't care what they were thinking. I mean, obviously, their thinking was not. The bottom line, Mike, and I always say the bottom line because the bottom line is this is that they've got guys on this roster that are high draft picks that have not contributed not one damn thing to this whole football season. And we still were in the playoffs. Now, if you, if you have these, these number one draft picks, these high draft picks contributing in any way, shape, or form, especially when it comes down to guys being hurt and not being able to get on the field, you want guys that can step up and do the job. And the fact that we have to reach, you know, down to our practice squad says a lot. I mean, these guys are not, they're not good. Mike, they're not even average football players. They're bad football players. And you can't draft bad football players in those first few rounds. You just can't do it. This is the result of it. You know, you've got to rely on free agents. You've got to rely on band-aids and just hoping that, you know, a guy like a Kahoo develops because without him and without a need him over the last couple of years, you know, you don't have anything because the guys that you've drafted in front of them are just complete busts. And, and you know, and that, that's the bottom line. So they have to do a better job. I think that Greer has made a, a ton of mistakes that, you know, over the over the last couple of years, this Mike, this team should be set for years. You know, me and you talk about it all the time. With three draft picks in one draft, you know, you can honestly say with you know two his health issues and everything that 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 may go down as maybe one of the worst drafts by football team ever. You know, if if Tua has to retire for whatever reason, and it should have been, we should have had three guys on our roster that would carry us through the next half a decade, honestly, you know. Well, look, uh, every team misses on draft picks, but you've got to look at the whole body of work, you know. How does he do in free agency? How does he do in the draft? How does he do picking up players off the street? And you you got to weigh all that and and come to a conclusion. Yeah, I mean, so. You know, you know, that's something that we'll do over the offseason. We'll talk about it and everything. We'll talk about it and try and. You know. Not to cut you off, Mike, but you go a step further and you see Waddle's play yesterday, right? Waddle's a very good football player. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're, 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 you're taking. <laughs> he, 
he, he we'll get into it. Yeah. All right. You know, it's it, but the bottom line is is that you know you've got guys that you probably overpaid for, and you've made mistakes, and and this is you know you, you want more productivity out of these high draft picks, and I think that the Dolphins have to make some. You know, we'll talk about it, but they have to, you know, the season's over now. So they have to make some really big decisions um, in regard to their quarterback situation, in regard to their general manager. Um, You know, uh, two is their quarterback. Uh, They come out and said that yesterday. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're going to be in a similar situation. This isn't going to go away. You know, there's there's really not a lot of options, Mike, unless you go out and sign a uh, you know a, a veteran free agent quarterback to compete against him. Um, and I don't know who's going to be available next year. I mean, I know there's talk about Brady and and Rodgers and some of these. You know what, Lewis? I have no problem with them bringing Tua back, giving him a chance to have a healthy season, and seeing what happens. You've got Skyler behind him. Uh, I think he proved himself capable with another offseason and, and some seasoning. I think he'll be okay to step in and start a game. Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, I don't have a problem with them giving to another season. I think you, you owe him that. He's but, definitely uh, getting another season, Mike. I was talking about health issue-wise to where they suggest he retire because of the situation. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not talking – the Dolphins aren't going anywhere in regard to – you know, unless somebody's foolish enough to trade for him and the Dolphins decide to trade, you know, a guy that's, you know, that's got issues health-wise. I mean, he's our quarterback next year unless he decides to retire. Because, yeah, he's not going to decide to retire. Yeah. Well, listen, if you have doctors telling you that it's probably... He, I'm telling you, he's he's the word is he's not going to decide to retire. And that's coming from his agent. You know, I don't know if it's in his head or what, but... You're right. The word is he's not going to retire. He's coming back to play. So we'll see. We shall see. But uh, as far as the game yesterday, to be honest, I mean, if I had to give the, the you know, the whole thing a grade, I'd probably give it a, a B plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they played above and beyond. I think they shocked a lot of people, you know, and I and, I, and you know what, Mike, I think that. You know, Buffalo, they don't they don't want to see the Dolphins in, in the in the playoffs. No. They they you know, no. they want Buffalo there. You know, Buffalo, Josh Allen, you know, I mean, how's it gonna look next week, you know, with Thompson or Bridgewater or maybe Tua, you know, coming off of the yeah, they, right. they don't they don't Along they the don't way. want them in, in that type. They want they wanted Buffalo in. I mean the referees, which we didn't even get on, I thought were just absolutely horrendous yesterday. You thought something was horrendous? Oh, just absolutely horrible. I mean, just horrible. I mean, Thompson gets hit out of bounds. If that's Brady. That was if ridiculous. That's anybody else, that's a 15-yard penalty. I mean, ridiculous hit. The hit on Ahmed was defenseless. Defenseless. I don't care. I, I, can, I can side with the Ahmed thing, okay? But the one by the sideline? Really? He was six inches from out of bounds, heading that direction. He didn't need to get planted like that. Mike, the guy went really high on Ahmed. I mean, if you're going to blow a guy up. Yeah, it would have been head-to-head except for the football being in the way. Exactly. But but it's still a defenseless receiver. Yes, I've I seen know. the flag go up. You know, there there were a couple of situations where they should have definitely had big big penalties there. And, you know, and they, and they didn't, they didn't pull the trigger on it. I mean, the whole thing with, 
Wilkins on the sideline. I mean, I'm so glad that they got it on on TV on the cameras there to where you know him and him and um, Allen were just pushing each other back and forth. But Allen came back at him pretty hard. He was the aggressor, and yeah. that was it. And then that lineman came in and just got in Wilkins's face, and that was it. I mean, it was over. And then another guy pounced on Wilkins. They really should have been penalized there. You know, more. They didn't so like Wilkins offsetting. hitting their quarterback. Yeah. Well, he. You he, know, if, if he it would have been pushing. two, our linemen would have done the same he thing. He pushed him. Wasn't any big deal. He just pushed him. Oh, I know it wasn't a big deal. That wasn't my point. I've seen my guys not that- get knocked on. The quarterbacks get knocked on their asses in that situation. You know, when the refs aren't even watching. And I think Wilkins could have really did that because you know they're not really paying attention to what's going on on the back end of the play because everything was in front of them. You know the the. The interception was being brought back, so all the refs' eyes were elsewhere. You know, they came running in after they they started the um, you know all the hoopla down there. I mean, I, I love it. You know, you love to see Wilkins, the energy. You know, Phillips is becoming just an outstanding, outstanding football player. Thank God, because you know I was down and out on him coming into the season. And as it's progressed, you know, you just see him developing into a really, really good football player. Yeah, somebody told you last year that sometimes it takes time for defensive ends to make an impact. Yep. Siler's been fantastic. Um, you know, the guys up front, you know, they, they're, they're rock solid. They're rock solid. Um, yep. You know, Kahoo looks like he's going to be a football player on this football team. There's a lot of positives. Now, on the offensive he's, side. He's probably a starting cornerback next year. Yep. On the offensive side, Mike, you know, you got Hunt, and then past him, you know, you just don't have the, you know, I don't see anybody other than maybe Izakama, Uzakama, developing into something, you know. I mean, it, you know, they, he was another draft pick that really didn't contribute. He had one catch all season, and I expected a lot more out of him, especially. We had four draft picks, right? Mm-hmm. The only one that's been <laughs> receiving playing time is the quarterback. Incredible, right? Yep. Absolutely incredible. Tyndale, non-existent on the season. So it is what it is. It is what it is, Mike. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully they come back next year and make an impact. You know, Hopefully they were held out because we've got veterans in their place right now You know, who may not be here next year. So we'll see. You got it. We'll see. But so far, you really got a question in the draft. And, you know, that's that's part of what we'll be looking at, you know. Got to be proud of the team, though, yesterday. I mean, three-point. Very. Very. You know, three-point loss, you know, an opportunity at the end to tie it. There's so many positives, but, you know, unfortunately, there was a few negatives mixed in. But overall, you know. It was an entertaining game. It, we got a lot more out of it than what we both expected. We played Buffalo game. three times this year. We had a two-point difference and two three-point differences. So I think it's fair to say we can play with the Bills. We just have to get a little bit better so we're beating the Bills. Yep, exactly. So, all right, Lewis. All right, Mike. That's going to do it for today. Sounds good. You know, when are we coming back, Mike? Do we have any idea? Well, as far as we know, we'll be back Wednesday. All right. Sounds good. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. And, of course, thanks for joining me, Lewis. You're welcome. And uh, we'll we'll be back on Wednesday. All things uh, go according to plan. And until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins.
All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care. Podcast Network.